0: Joining me today, America's Wealth Coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruta. Coach, you just come out with something called The Five Keys to a Successful Retirement. Give us the highlights.
1: Yeah, there's five main things that we need to look at before we retire, Casey, and a lot of people wait to after they retire to do this. And I've talked to many people over the years and and I've heard this phrase, I wish I would have, dot, dot, dot. I wish I would have known about this. I wish I would have done this differently. I wish I would have set up a Roth. All these different things we hear about. Uh, Here's one thing that a lot of people say is I wish I had more income. Well, if there's a way where you could know with certainty what your income would be at the guaranteed minimum every single month for the rest of your life when you reach retirement, would you want to hear about it? and most people would, and most people don't know who to ask. We're a fiduciary planning team. We will put together for you your very own guaranteed lifetime income plan so you can at least see what it looks like and compare what you have. I just want to know as long as it's not zero.
2: This week's
3: episode of the Financial Safari is brought to you by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, for all your retirement needs.
1: Well, hello everyone. This week on The Financial Safari, we're going to talk about some of the most important and pressing questions that I've been asked over the last few years. And more importantly, how it applies to your financial situation. Let's get these answers. Let's at least see if it applies to you. And it's most important thing in the financial world is to be informed so you can be prepared, not surprised. That much more this week on The Financial Safari
4: And now, so can you. So stick around and find out how to make it through
3: the jungle of the financial world on The Financial Safari. Welcome into The Financial Safari. Consumer advocate Thomas Lipscomb in studio alongside Dave Perkins as well as best-selling author Coach Pete Deruta. Coach, be prepared, not surprised. I love it. I love that so (laughs) much. Well, it's important. I, I was a Boy Scout back in the
1: day. And I was as well. First, long. I was a below. <laughs> remember those? That's right. Yeah. And then uh, it's sort of like they go brownies and Girl Scouts, right? So we went <laughs> Weebelo and Boy Scout. But the one thing that I remember my Scoutmaster drilling into our heads constantly was be prepared. Be and prepared. if you're yeah. prepared, you have less surprises. And guess who my scoutmaster was? Who was that? My dad. Oh, <laughs> was he really? So, uh, he drilled <laughs> me all the time. Are you prepared, Peter? Yeah. He made sure you were prepared.
3: Come on, Dad. <laughs> right. Please initial yeah. this page for me. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: So, uh, yeah, I learned the, the hard way sometimes, but now oh, I, yeah. it really does. And I, and I don't want people out there in the financial world yeah. to learn the hard way. I agree. You know, learning the hard way back in the day... When dad asked me something, if I maybe fibbed a little bit, I would get spanked. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. uh, there's no fun to be spanked in the financial world, especially if your advisor has been lying to you or you didn't understand what the advisor said. Right. You know, there's there's one thing a a blatant, outright lie is easy to detect, but an omission is. Like where they're not, they're not telling you everything, right? That's a lie. It's as, ba- as bad yeah, as forget. one. Definitely. But then you, you, if it you is. really, when you pin somebody down and get them face to face and say, "Well, you didn't tell me that." Oh, I didn't know. That's what you were asking. Oh, mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my so define gosh. the question first. That's yeah. the, again, if you leave some ambiguity
3: in the question, it gives them a lot of what we call wiggle room in the answer. Having a great conversation here, and I have gotten a number of questions from a lot of our different listeners out there, but they all. We know the state of the economy. We can see what's going on. And there are a few of them that lean into the same thing. So I kind of want to ask a generic question okay. from the face of a few yeah. people. Uh, we, we all want to make sure our money lasts all the way through retirement. People are talking about this. So help us understand what a good, safe withdrawal rate of retirement funds might be.
1: Yeah, withdrawal rate is something a lot of folks are not familiar with. We're, we're so busy when we're working and, and we're watching the, the, the CNBCs or whatever. We're trying to follow our money. We're yeah. all worried about the return percentage we're getting. What return did we get last year? Mm -hmm. And then we go through that for 30 or 40 years when we're working, and then we retire. And then we say, well, gosh, I've built up this lump sum now. How much percentage-wise can I take out of this lump sum without ever worrying about Outliving my money. That's a really tough question, by the way. Yeah. So withdrawal rates. We like uh, we like people to at least get. It's that's what gets you your stream of income. We aim for four, five, six, even seven percent of what your value is every single year in a fashion that you cannot outlive it. Yeah, you can take a hundred percent of your money out year one. Guess what you're going to have in year two? <laughs> <Nothing>. Zero. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we don't want that. Decumulation, yeah. you call it, right? It is decumulation. We're basically taking. We 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 spend our life building up, but now what we built up, we have to take out to live on. Now, a lot of folks say, well, I, I've got kids and grandkids I want to leave money to. So mm. I, I want to make sure my retirement, I have a good retirement, but I also want to make sure I leave my, leave my children money. And many times that's impossible. That's why we designed something called the spend and leave plan years ago. Let's say somebody has a million dollars. They want to retire and then they need to get a, a 6% withdrawal rate. So they get 60,000 a year. Right. for the rest of their life. And, the, and the, if they pass away, their spouse gets that too. And it's guaranteed for life, by the way. So your life, not the, not the life of your money. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so you could live to be 121 and still be getting those checks. But whenever you you die and your spouse dies, you automatically, if you do the plan the right way, you leave amount equal to or greater than what you started with. So the million dollars would now go to your children and grandchildren and mm-hmm. get this singer tax-free. That's nice. I love that. So there are ways to enjoy your retirement, not worry about what's going to happen to the inheritance because the inheritance is going to reinvent itself when you pass away. Mm-hmm. You know what hey. If you don't want to hear about this, you're not listening. You should go back and listen to the show again because this makes a whole lot of sense and everybody should be doing this because we have so many people who pass away. Maybe the first spouse passes away and they don't have enough for the second spouse, yeah. number one. Right. And number two, when both spouse pass away, there's nothing left for the children Precisely. or grandchildren. So there are ways if you have a real plan done that doesn't just involve all stock market all the time or all real estate all the time. Having a proper combination of risk and safety, we call it the core and explore, combined with the spend and leave plan, you have financial cruise control where you're going to get a check every single month for the rest of your life. And then when you pass away, that big check goes to your next of kin. If you want to find out about it, Thomas, we're more than happy to educate folks. Again, 30 years, no complaints. For a reason.
3: That's right. Give us a call right now. 800-661-7383. 800-661-7383 or text PLAN to 600 You can develop a little bit of that wiggle room in your own retirement plan to make sure you have security. And guess what I have right here for you, Coach? Hey,
0: buddy, how about us making us a deal? Yeah, I like her a lot. How much wiggle room we got on the price? Wiggle room? I'll show you wiggle room. Wiggle, wiggle, whoa. wiggle, wiggle, <laughs> whoa. wiggle, wiggle ooh,
4: whoa, ooh. Wig 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 How's that?
1: I do uh, remember that. That was uh, uh and we gotta give credit where credit's due. That was a Johnson Automotive Group group, it I It was, that's right. And back in the day. I went and bought three of those. <laughs> <laughs> And this was back like in two thousand nine or so when the economy wasn't too good, mm-hmm. yeah. And so we made a joke that they probably sold more of those than they sold cars. They, <laughs> they probably,
3: probably did. That's awesome. Oh, I love it. It was man. a funny
1: commercial. I still remember it. I have. I, I remember I was that. looking around the studio here. I used to have one here. I think somebody stole it.
3: <laughs> that was a, it that was a good commercial.
1: <laughs> it was a great commercial. It I was. loved it.
3: Sticky. I was <laughs> going so so sure to yeah. ask you something. Dave, let me ask you something first. I am going to ask you something. Okay. What's that?
1: Now, every now and then you give me that look like you don't understand. I, did did I, you understand what I said just a minute ago answering how you have that spend and leave plan worked into the financial Oh, no, control? absolutely. And, and it's important to have that because it's important for your security now. With it's important that for your income. security too, Dave. Mine's security and too. And everyone listening. I'm fascinated when you talk about life insurance of today. Can you explain how yeah. that can protect you in so many ways? Yeah, when you say that word life insurance, and I know people say, oh, gosh, here comes a life insurance uh, speech. They think death insurance. Uh, if you ever watch, well, they think they think they don't want to hear it. That's what they think. Right. Yeah, they, 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 people don't think death insurance. They just think, I'm not listening. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's way past thinking out. death insurance. But on Groundhog Day. You ever watch Groundhog Day with Bill it. Murray in it? Love well, there was that old high school friend that was chasing around that sells insurance now. <laughs> yeah. And, and, right. and that's the way it seems like when we talk about insurance. Yet yeah, mm-hmm. the only invention known to man that is hundred percent guaranteed to pay to do what it was supposed to do is life insurance as long as you pay the premiums. It will pay off. Mm-hmm. It will return your investment and then some when you pass away. There you yeah. go. Now Don't that's life insurance the old way. Yeah. You want to hear about the new life insurance? I love that way. <laughs> you want well, you wanna you want to love something more? I absolutely okay. So they're the new life insurance policies we've seen these come on the radar about seven or eight years ago from the big, big insurance companies, not some rinky dink company, but they would enable you now to spend some of your death benefit while you are here. In other words, you buy a death benefit. It costs you, let's say it costs you, I don't know, $10,000 to buy a million dollar policy. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm just, again, just coming out of, right my out, out of the air just to make it simple here. And so you have a million dollar policy that's a million dollar death benefit, but you only put 10,000 dollars in. That's you paid one premium, and then every year you pay a premium. Mm-hmm. So the next year you pay another 10,000. the next year you pay another 10,000. And your, your death value may go up, it's not going to go down, it may go up a little bit because of the, the, whatever happens in the, the interest rate mm-hmm. environment. But then, year four, you have to go to a long-term care facility. Are they cheap? No, I know Thomas, that. From experience. how much you want to care, they are not cheap. Six figures. A oh month. Yeah. yeah. So let's say that you went there and it's costs. Let's say they say a hundred thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. and you wanted really nice care. That's not the deluxe thing. That's a hundred thousand a year. That's right. Well, you reach into your life insurance death benefit. Mm-hmm. That's a million dollars. You take out a hundred thousand of that and you use it to pay for your long-term care year one. You're in the long-term care facility year two. Again, you take another $100,000 out of your death benefit, which was 900000 now because you took out a million, and now mm-hmm. it's down to 800000 So over two years, and you could do it for eight more years if you needed to, but let's just look at this. Over two years, you have had $200,000 that was given to you tax-free that you gave to the long-term care facility to stay in there and have the great treatment. Guess how much that cost you? $30,000. Right, which and is amazing. You yeah. So, your premium, so yeah. maybe 40, where you continue to pay your premiums, That's whatever, totally. but it's yeah. still a really good deal there. Yeah, really and then, let's say you pass away, unfortunately, year five. Mm-hmm. All right, you put in $50,000, you've and you used to long-term care, uh, let's say 300000 of that okay. to, to pay. Mm-hmm. So now your policy is $700,000. It gives a $700,000 tax-free death benefit to your next of wow. And it costs you $50,000. Wow. wow. I is. mean, people overlook how good life insurance is if mm-hmm. used for the right reason. That's and right. And the main reason right. life insurance is here is to protect you, to give you peace of mind, to know that if you're not here, your family will continue to live the life that you supplied for them when you were here. That's right. Too many people change zip codes when the big guy dies, and that means moving to a, a worse neighborhood or not even being able to mm-hmm. stick, afford things they used to like. Mm-hmm. So let's make sure you understand that. Let's do, for, do this for the next 10 of you who call. We could do a life insurance review. We can show you, if you have a policy now and you don't have this benefit, what are you waiting for? Get a review. See if maybe you qualify for this, and maybe it might even be less, of, less expensive for more benefit. So see, the, the power in life is knowing is visibility. No curtains, no hidden anything. And we'll do that for you. We'll help you understand where you are now with your current plan. And we'll show you if there are things that you could do to make it better. That's what we do every single day. We'll do it at no cost or obligation for the next 10 of you who call. We'll also give you a three book set or three of the books that I've personally written myself every single chapter.
3: That phone number, 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383. You can also connect with Coach Pete Deruta and the team at Capital Financial by texting that keyword plan to 600-700, plan to 600-700, and this is your opportunity either to get your own total retirement plan established, or maybe you have a plan, maybe you have a set of stocks or assets that you just want analyzed, you want a good second opinion from a trusted fiduciary, come on in, take advantage, 800-661-7383. 800-661-7383 or text keyword plan to 600-700
2: experts. They will help you avoid the traffic jams and detours on your way to a successful retirement. It will be smooth sailing from now on with PeteOnDemand.com.
1: Well, folks, this is the time of the show where I go out around the world and find people who are making a difference, who are, have made a difference, who I've known in the past. And we've got a return visitor. It, it was back in 2000. I think the first time we had him on the show, maybe 2011. And then 2012, we had a, he had a bus tour. Talking about the uh, talking about the economy and talking about spending and his name is Dave Walker. You may have heard David Walker. He was the former U.S. Comptroller General, put in under Bill Clinton, and he also went through George, or he went through some of George Bush, or maybe all of George Bush. We'll get him to say that. Dave is joining us from I think D.C. today. Uh, Dave, welcome in. Well.
5: Thanks. I'm, uh, Alexandria, Virginia, oh. which for the record is outside the beltway, in The
1: real world, <laughs> right outside the sausage factory. We call it we still do right. You don't
5: want to be there if
1: you don't have to be. So this again, tell, tell folks, uh, how you were appointed uh your feelings when you were appointed back then. And then, and then why you resigned?
5: Well, I, uh um, Held several presidential appointments. My first one was Reagan. My second one was Bush uh, 41, and my third one was Clinton. And that was as Comptroller General of the United States, which in English is Auditor General, Chief Accountability Officer, and head of something called the Government Accountability Office. Uh, and the GAO is responsible for trying to help the Congress improve the performance and assure the accountability of the executive branch for the benefit of the American people. And uh, you know, I had three goals when I went to the GAO and I had accomplished two out of the three and Pete Peterson, may God rest his soul, who's now no no longer with us, uh, convinced me that I wasn't gonna be able to accomplish the third one in that job. Uh, because when you're controller general you can talk about the problems but you're not allowed to talk about <laughs> policy solutions and my view is is that You needed to wake people up, show them a way forward, and talk about solutions. And that was what the tour was about in 2012. And I'm happy to come back to that because it was incredibly successful. And
1: we need to do it again. And what was the title of that tour again?
5: The $10 a minute tour. And the reason it was called that was because the total liabilities and unfunded promises, things like unfunded Social Security and Medicare benefits, were going up $10 million a minute. Well, wow. and last year they were going up more than ten million dollars a minute.
1: You know, that's it's it's all, when we talk about that kind of money, the average American, me included, can't comprehend that we're talking about ten million a minute. I've never seen ten million in my lifetime in one place. Ten million a minute, and, and it's and it's past that you said, huh?
5: Well, yes, it was. As of last year, it was worse than that. And um, you know, the, the problem is, is that you know people talk about deficits. And the president talks about that the deficit is down significantly from this this year as compared to last year. Well, there's two reasons for that. One reason is is we're not spending trillions of extra money on COVID, and secondly, the Congress didn't pass his you know his trillion dollar plus Build Back Better bill, uh, and so that's the only reason it's down. But, but the the structural deficit, um, you know, that doesn't have to do with one time items, that deals with recurring items. It's actually up. Uh, and, and, and a lot of people talk about deficits and debt. The debt right now is about $30.5 trillion, but that doesn't count unfunded civilian and military pensions, retiree health care. It doesn't count unfunded Social Security, Medicare obligations. The real number as of the end of last year was not around $30 trillion, It was over $112 trillion, wow. I mean, It's growing faster than the economy.
1: When when you look at uh, people can see just a microcosm of how the federal government works. Just look at the U.S. Post Office, <laughs> because or Amtrak. Yeah, it's had its
5: share <laughs> of challenges. It has, and and you know part of the problem is is that the you know the the, the uh, Congress needs to give the 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 Post Office a little bit more flexibility about how to operate. Yeah, well, that's... Um, than they have, but yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, here, we're talking about federal deficit and, and all this on, on, on unfunded, unfunded liabilities. And, and then at the same time, I hear Biden talking about wanting to forgive student debt. How's that going to work?
5: Well, here's what's interesting, Coach Pete. The number one asset, or stated differently, the largest asset on the financial statements or balance sheet of the U.S. government is student loans. Mm. As of the end of last year, it was $1.6 and going up rapidly so a he doesn't have the legal authority to do that number two it would be irresponsible number three it would be inequitable what about people who've already paid back their loans or never took loans to begin with correct right? like me yep uh, yeah right and me okay and um y- you know and, and what's he going to give away next i mean presidents don't have the authority to give away federal property and the irony is this is the largest asset on the balance sheet
1: yeah It's like walking into your house and just giving stuff away. That's because we're taxpayers. It's our money that's being given away. And the people that are screaming for giveaways usually don't pay.
5: And then people say, well, you won't increase the debt. That's true. It It, won't increase the debt, but it will decrease the net worth of the country because you're giving up an asset. You're not taking on an additional liability. In this case, student
1: loans are an asset to the federal government, not a liability. Well, the, the spending is, I mean, it's putting ourselves, it, it isn't, it's a national security issue when we go into debt like this.
5: There's absolutely no question that it is. I have a number of good friends uh, in, in the current and former military. I'm, I'm on the Defense Business Board. I taught um, at the uh, Naval Academy. Um, two of uh, many good friends of mine that were, were former joint chair, uh, chairman or vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, Admiral Mullen and Admiral Owens have both said publicly that the largest national security threat that we face is our mounting debt burdens. Uh, and, in fact, my latest book, America in 2040, still a superpower, question mark, you know, talks about, uh, you know, the economic and national security challenges that we face and, and what do we need to do to try to address them.
1: Well, well earlier before we got you on the air, you are talking about a constitutional amendment you're working on.
5: That's right because I'm convinced that the only way that the Congress is going to put our federal finances in order and create a better future for our children, grandchildren, and future generations is to be forced to do it. And statutory limits have not worked. The debt ceiling is a bad joke. It's done nothing to really constrain spending uh, and other provisions that have been in from time to time that the post-bank caps have been suspended or repealed. And so what we need to do is we need a limit on, credit card limit. We need a limit as to how much debt as a percentage of the economy we can take on absent a formal declaration of war or certain narrow, uh, unexpected emergencies. And we need to set a lower limit than where we are that we want to try to get to over, uh, over time, uh, to give us more fiscal flexibility and promote more growth and, and opportunity. Uh, and we've actually made a lot of progress on that. In fact, um, there's a joint concurrent resolution that's going to be introduced to Congress within the next several weeks that I've been involved with that shows that more than the required number of states had asked for a convention to propose such an amendment in 1979, and Congress never did anything.
1: Well, wow. You know, Dave, uh, amendments are an interesting thing. Matter of fact, here in North Carolina, the people like me included, the people voted that we should have to have voter ID. We had an amendment to the constitution of North Carolina and we said that we should have to have voter ID and it passed. And yet one, one judge in North Carolina overruled that. And so we still can vote without voter ID, which really in the, in this day and age that chunks my chicken. doesn't make any sense. Um, well, but did you do that in the
5: constitution? Here's part of the issue. Um, you know, part, part of the issue is, um, you know, it, it's a whole different level when it's in the Constitution. And unfortunately, unlike some countries like Switzerland, uh, that is in the best financial condition of any country in the world, okay? Yep. Uh, you know, they have uh, initiative and referendum at the national level. We don't have initiative and referendum at the national level. But one of the points that you make is, hey, we need to get, and we need to have an amendment proposed. But the way that we want to get it ratified, We want it to be ratified by conventions of citizens in each of the states, because the people are way ahead of the politicians on this. And we proved that in the 2012 10 million a minute tour where we got 77 to 97% agreement on specific reforms that would get our debt to GDP down to reasonable and sustainable levels over a period of time. So the people are ahead of the politicians.
1: Hey, we've got about a minute left. Tell us what uh, what we can look forward to. I know you're, I'd love to, are you going to do another bus tour coming up? Or are they, how can the average American right. get involved?
5: We clearly need another bus tour. Uh, you know, people may want to go to um, let us vote for org and find out more about this uh, constitutional amendment effort that's underway. Uh, and, and, and stay tuned to some, you know, uh, developments that are likely to happen. I think we need another tour. I'm going to advocate for another tour. We need two things in addition to that to prepare the way. We need the constitutional amendment, and then we need a statutory fiscal sustainability commission that will engage the American people with the facts, the truth, the tough choices, solicit their input, and then make recommendations to the Congress that will be guaranteed a vote in the Congress to put our finances in order. That's what we need. Hopefully, we'll
1: get it. Well, that's Eventually. A, yeah, that's a great plan. Let us know when you do that. We'll make sure to have you on when you when you do the next tour. And, uh, and I'd like, love to see you again, too, Dave. That'd be great. Take care. Folks, his name is Dave Walker, former U.S. Comptroller General. And, uh, Dave, thanks for your time today. We'll look forward to talking to you again.
5: My pleasure.
3: Take care. 800-661-7383. 800-661-7383. Or text PLAN to six hundred seven hundred. That's PLAN to six hundred seven hundred.
1: Folks, we'll be right back. After this,
2: it's a jungle out there. Google Home and Apple HomePod. Missed an episode? Don't worry. You can subscribe to the Financial Safari Podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Financialsafari.com.
3: All right, welcome back into the Financial Safari. Consumer Advocate Thomas Lipscomb here with you once again, alongside our Chief Wealth Strategist Parker Holland and best-selling author, Coach Pete DeRuda. Coach, what a great interview that was! Yeah, it was 2012. The last time I saw, him. he had a bus
1: tour back then. He came around Chapel, went, met him in Chapel Hill, uh, and gave him a a gold record since he's been on the show a couple times. Since so we had so many, uh, when we have so many people compliment or, or comment on a guest. If they reach a certain limit, we uh, we have a special gold record, uh, framed and put in, and with their name on it, and and, um, and with a picture of me and that person put it put it together and, and given to him, and Very it, nice. we rewarded that to him uh, in Chapel Hill in 2012, Thomas, when he wow. was on his last tour. And it was funded by the Pete Peterson Foundation. And, and, he, and he mentioned during the interview, Pete Peterson has passed away. He was a, he was a younger guy too. So, mm-hmm. well, as we get older, everyone seems younger. <laughs> but David had some great, or he likes Dave now. He used to be, he was David Walker when he was with the government. Now he's Dave. <laughs> more professional, more professional. <laughs> but he did mention, and I want to call attention to this, uh, the $10 million a minute tour. In other words, that's how much we're blowing through with the government right now.
3: I would love to try that. He said it's more than that. I
6: was like, Didn't
3: <laughs> Yeah, I'd like Try. Uh,
1: I would love to
6: try well, that. And I mean, that,
3: that was the 2012 number, wasn't it? So you're looking at inflation plus oh, just the state of everything as yeah. it is now. I'm sure it's quite a bit more.
1: Yeah. So now he's hes talking about the constitutional limit. He wants to have a limit uh, of what the government could spend instead of just kicking the can down the road. So it would yeah. be interesting to see what happens. We'll, we'll have If he does have another tour, bus tour, make sure to have David on again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. So, it, it, I mean, it's just important, though, that we pay attention. I mean, that when we think of what's happening in D.C. doesn't, doesn't affect us. It does affect us.
3: Well, it goes back to the whole conversation. You know, we were talking about just a few minutes ago, inflation and how high it is lately. Uh, I think a lot of people can put their blinders on about taxes as well. We've talked about in past shows about how we really are. And I know we all complain about taxes, blah, blah, blah. But but at the end of the day, we're in a low tax environment. And so you look at high inflation numbers, you're looking at the debt being what it is, where are taxes going to go? And again, do we want to ignore that until it happens? Or do we want to be proactive?
1: Parker, would you argue that we're in a low tax environment right now?
3: <laughs> no, w it's been it's always it's no entertaining. Taxes,
6: Thomas. No, it's, it's always not. entertaining seeing people's opinions about what they're worried about most and everyone says taxes, <laughs> but then at the end of the day, a lot of people come in and they're always just wondering a way to shelter is their form for it, but we know they're always asking for a little bit of evasion because they know there isn't a way around it without having less money.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The taxes sure. are in a toll booth and the toll booth's not going away. That's right. And one thing else is not going away is this.
6: If I had a million dollars I'd be rich.
1: Now, before the show, we, we got my uncle Sam hat out, see it over there, uh, we, and we fill it with numbers and uh, generic numbers, and Parker draws numbers out, and then he draws ages out, and then he puts a plan together for the hypothetical situation that we just developed right in front of our eyes. There you go. Parker, what did we, what did we pull out today?
6: Well, today we pulled out a couple and uh, this couple, of course, we're just going to go by the name, the Deruta family, because that's the only name I know I can use. Say, compliance won't get in trouble. Say the John Doe family. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but what or the, the Lipscomb family. How about that? There you go. There you go. Tom, Sounds, good. Over Sounds good.
1: Who's this Deruta guy? I'm just known as Coach Pete. What are you talking about? <laughs> My dad was a college professor 43 years. He was Professor D because nobody team. wanted no to, to, to pronounce his to, last exactly. name. <laughs> It's not that hard of a name to pronounce. It On just paper, it is scary. <laughs> On paper,
6: it is scary. So we have a husband and wife couple, and they, they? they are currently 62 years old. Both of them 62. Both of them All are right.
1: 62. Drew the same yeah, the thing twice. the chance of drawing 62 out twice in a row, Thomas? It's it pretty is low. Pretty high. I should have been playing the lottery. It's pretty low. The probability <laughs> is, is pretty high that you're not going to draw something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, and speaking of the lottery, Parker, I'm going to get off the tangent right here because I told you about this right before the show. Have you ever played the Scratch-off lottery tickets from North Carolina.
6: Oh, yes. Yeah. So every holiday season I always fill cousins and family members with scratch-offs, and I always put a note <laughs> if they win more than a thousand, they have to share it. Yeah, my, <laughs>
1: wife's, my wife's grandmother used to give us all scratch-offs. They were the dollar one, so I didn't know they made a $30 scratch-off ticket. Now, would you pay $30 for one of those one ticket to scratch off? Has to be the sign mm-hmm. of it's a poster lot board. of money. But this one guy in Winterville, North Carolina, right outside of Greenville, Mario Delgado. Bought a thirty dollars scratch off ticket and became the first winner of the five million dollar prize of a new lottery game, according to the North Carolina Education Lottery. Wow, <laughs> that's worth. Which it. I always I laugh here, education <laughs> lottery, <laughs> education lottery. Yet they still want these bonds to that we have to we have to pay for future tax increases to pay for schools, even though the education lottery is supposed to pay for the schools. <laughs> oh yes, true, that's true. <laughs> what happened there? Anyway, <laughs> so he bought his lucky two hundred X, the cash ticket from Speedway on North Memorial Drive in Greenville. So he's in Greenville by a. A, buying a ticket or two. I used to go to the Dixie Queen in, in Winterville, by the way. I just had a seafood memory. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my claim to fame about Winterville. When Delgado arrived at the lottery headquarters on Friday to collect his prize, he decided to make the decision. He had a decision to make, and the decision he made was he decided he had a choice of taking $250,000 over 20 years. So every year he'd get $250,000 check for 20 years, and it would stop or a lump sum of $3 million. So he chose to take the $3 million lottery prize, and after state and federal tax withholdings, he took home $2.1 million. Now, Parker, we were talking about this before the show. What they withhold is probably not what he's going to owe. He's probably going to owe more than that. He's going to he? owe more than that. On so, that dollar amount, he will. So, Mr. Delgado, if you are lucky enough to be listening to the show, because we are in Greenville and Winterville, Make sure to put some of that other money aside or you don't want Uncle Sam chasing you around with handcuffs down oh yeah the road next That's year right. if you don't pay your bill. So anyway, so so Tom so I'm sorry Parker, I got off on a tangent. I don't even know why I got into that, but well, I, mean, I did
6: mention lottery, so I did oh, trigger it. Okay, but, I mean, he, he made a brave decision. That's <laughs> what triggers me. He, he made a brave decision. <laughs> yeah. uh, taxes on 250000 a year. Over 20 years, that's $5 million. He's placing a bet that he can earn more money over that period of time than what he would make in the difference.
1: So, mm-hmm. yeah, because he, he had the choice of taking two fifty for 12 years. 20. Uh, uh, sorry, 20 years. Yeah. Or, or just getting the lump sum, and he decided the lump sum. Because a lot of people, if they get the right managed platform or, or right manager or right strategy, they can outperform that. But... But yeah, he's costing himself a little money right there, right away. If he has a question, we'll definitely
6: put a plan together for him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right.
1: Let's get back to our hypothetical couple, sixty, both sixty-two, and uh, do we what kind of inc, what kind of a uh, lump sum do we draw out?
6: It's not Mr. Delgado, but it's two point five million oh. in retirement accounts.
1: Very nice, Thomas. We we seldom draw ones over a million out of the hat. That's but right. Parker did a well. We seldom draw two sixty-two year olds out of a hat too. So this is a day of seldomness. It was a small <laughs> well, hat. It was small. it was Thomas' size. A big hat. Oh, <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Sam, had. It's Uncle Sam, had.
6: Yeah, so $2.5 million in okay. retirement accounts, and it's just the day of the twos. They're retiring in two years. All
1: right. See, so we drew two out. Okay, so they're 62. They have $2.5 million, done a pretty good job of saving, if you ask me. It all depends on where it is now, but more importantly, where it's going to be in the future to make sure they never have to worry about uh, their savings dissipating or, or going away before they are have left the earth That's so right. what do we do Parker and of course in this
6: plan we do the key spend and leave plan this is what, and leave. so what I did was I wanted to see how much guaranteed income they could get out of the accounts while still keeping the 2.5 growing and compounding for legacy very important because a lot of people they always assume they want to make the last check balance but I would say more than it's my not, dad used to say I would always say majority of people actually would love to live off just the interest accumulated we see that more often than those trying to make the last check balance
1: well it's, it's like the old days where my aunts would do this up in new england because they were former school teachers and they had money all their money was in cds and back then cds were paying 15 16 percent interest so they were living on the interest Mm and leaving the principal alone. so that's what you're saying that that's the goal of most people is is leaving the principal alone as much as possible
6: and of course we run doom and gloom worst case markets down for the next 50 years that (laughs) uh, that money would be able to generate a hundred and eleven thousand dollars per year for as long as they, one of them was alive, and I killed them off as you wow. see here, Thomas, at age 115. The spreadsheet ran out at year 53.
1: <laughs> it, it could keep going if they're still it alive. Could keep it keeps going. going. So that's the magic of that out so, of paper. So having under 11,000 per year for how many for how many years? You say 50? 53 years. So how much did they take in uh, in that time period? So over that period of time, um, so over. Th- 30 years,
6: they would have taken 3.2 million. So actuarially, their ages to pass away would be 91 and 92. Okay. That would have been 3.2 million. But if they went all the way to that 115, that would have been 5.8 million in income that they took off their investment.
1: All right, so let's just go back to the 30 year one cuz that sounds more realistic. <laughs> so they live 30 years after starting the plan or they yeah. live uh, actually 32 years cuz they waited 2 years after they after they started the plan mm-hmm. to start taking income. So they take income for 30 years. They started with 2.5 million. They've taken out 3.2 million. They both pass away. What's left in the account? So assuming the market down isn't down every
6: day but let's say the market does half of what it's been doing over the last decade. So the market never had a single day where it earned more than 6.8%. And this isn't compounded. This is annualized. This isn't one of those messed up softwares. This is structuring up and down years in between that portfolio would be worth $8.1 million dollars.
1: Wow. When they kick the bucket at age 92. So let's get yeah. a customized, if you're interested or curious at all, which you should be about what your money that it, wherever it's sitting in now, where it could be earning and, and working forward for you instead of just sitting around and going up and down with the market and not really having an income plan for the next 15 of you call, we'll, we'll do for you your very own customized example, just like Parker did the hat that we draw the numbers out, be your numbers and we'll show you your plan. And that's uh, invaluable. We've seen others charge over $1,000 or more for this if they even do something like this because we like to spend and leave. We don't like the money being at risk and we like lifetime income. So if those... Meet your requirements and, your, and touch your hot buttons. Give a call right now. The next 15 of you, no cost or obligation.
3: And that number, 800 661 7383. 800 661 7383. Or text plan to 600 Plan to 600 700. Listen, if you're five, 10 years away from retiring or have just retired, it is time to take a look at the risk balance inside your portfolio. Capital Financials risk assessment that Coach Parker and the team here can show you. It'll show you the stress your portfolio could be under. If if unpredictable events happen, such as rising inflation or a market crash. So as Coach Pete said, we've opened up the phone lines. We keep a limited number of vacancies on our calendar each week. Call on in, reserve one for yourself, get your questions answered, get that plan in place. The number again, 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383, or text PLAN to 600 PLAN to 600-700.
2: great place for some of the best financial advice around. You can also custom build your own retirement session. All for you. Dig in. It's financialpizza.com.
3: Welcome into the Financial Safari. Consumer Advocate, Thomas Lipscomb here in studio alongside Dave Perkins, as well as best-selling author, Coach Pete DeRuda. Guys, the show is just flying by, isn't yes, it? Yes, it
1: is. It's, it's been a great show. It always flies. Always. We <laughs> learn something. We like to go through, we're, we're right now we're in the process of putting together a tremendous book, by the way. It's going to be from, what are we doing, 1919 or 1909? 1909, uh,
3: I believe we went back to 1909. 1909,
1: when they switched from the Indian head penny to the wheat back That's post. right. And <laughs> we're going to go all the way there, and then, of course, the wheatback has gone. That's when mm-hmm. it was real copper in a penny. And the, the government's had to constantly change that uh, composition of the penny because there was a time where if you had a penny in your pocket, it was worth three cents if you melted it down. <laughs> oh man, and that incredible! Wow. The copper yeah. value was was a lot more oh, than the really? numismatic value. Now, okay. unless you had a penny that was very vet. Now, you don't want to melt down wheatback pennies. They're a lot. They're worth a lot more than mm. three cents. But you're not allowed to melt down any penny, by the way, because the government will be mad at you. Right. But I'm just saying, <laughs> think about that. As a government, it makes no sense to be issuing something that says it's worth a penny right. and it's really worth three cents. It's not, true. At <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So that's why people say, why do you why would you pick 1909? Matter of fact, my grandpa was was born in 1909. So okay. that Pretty cool. And then that it was is. when the Wheatback Penny switched over. So, Thomas, mm-hmm. what year do we hit? Well, not we don't have 1909 today. What
3: year are we looking at today? Today we are looking at 1974. Here we go. Through the years, let's take a trip back in time. Back in time. The year is
0: 1974. President Richard Nixon resigns from office on the 9th of August that year. He had been facing near certain impeachment and conviction by the U.S. Congress after his involvement in the Watergate scandal. I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. Vice President Ford will be sworn in as president at that hour in this office. October 30th, the much-hyped boxing match between George Foreman and Muhammad Ali for Ali to regain his heavyweight title takes place in Zaire. They called it the Rumble in the Jungle. Ali defeated Foreman by knockout in the eighth round, becoming only the second former heavyweight champion to regain his title. (laughs) David King, a 26-year-old author, published his debut novel, Carrie, during April of that year. Now, Carrie was actually his fourth novel that King had written, but it was the first to be published that helped launch his prolific career. Also that year, remember waiting on long gas lines? Well, in February, if you look up this hill, we had lines that used to start 4 o'clock in the morning, and as far as the eye could see, there was a never-ending line of automobiles. And they would just stand on the islands for three, four five hours until you ran out of gasoline. To combat that, the United States imposed a 55-mile-an-hour speed limit across the entire country. Inflation continues to spiral out of control that year, reaching 11.3% in the U.S. Big movies that year, The Sting starring Robert Redford and Paul Newman, one of the scariest movies of all time, The Exorcist, Mel Brooks' Blazing Saddles, and Godfather 2. Do you know what she did? Oh, my God. Your canting daughter! Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> my father taught me many things here. He taught me keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. And on TV that year, we enjoyed watching the Waltons, Kojak, and the six million dollar man.
3: Good night, Mama. Good night, Ben. Good
0: night, everyone.
6: Good night, Mama. Good night, Daddy.
5: Good night, children. Hey, fish! Who loves you, baby? We can rebuild him.
0: We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic man. So remember to say goodnight to everyone and who loves you, baby, and let's get back to the present. We've now arrived safely
1: back in the present. We hope you enjoyed your trip. Here's to a smooth ride into retirement. Well, so many things here hit yeah. hit buttons for me. One was the six million dollar man. Mm-hmm. Yes, what we we did we, that was nineteen seventy four. We need to factor inflation in and see what kind of million dollar man it would be. <laughs> Good <things>. idea, <laughs> because back then they uh, had the ten thousand dollar pyramid. That's right. And if you uh, won that ten thousand dollars, you could buy a couple cars.
3: Right. <laughs> <What? laughs> oh yeah. Because ten thousand ain't what it used to be. <laughs> Not at all. It's, now, do, do you want to know how much the six million dollar man would be worth? in <laughs> Dollars today, and if you factor in today's gigantic inflation rate, I, in here? I have okay. right here. Yes, Thomas is on the ball. Okay. He is <laughs> <Mr>. <laughs> right research uh, based off of uh, in twenty thirteen dollarscom They are saying thirty six million dollars. Wait, twenty thirteen. Uh, that's just the name of the website. Uh, uh, it's a way that you can calculate inflation based up So this was of 2023 of though. So as of 2023, b- starting in the year 1974 with a start amount of 6 million dollars, today yep. it would be uh, 36 million dollars the converted okay. amount. Okay. The 36 million dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would have guessed
1: billions now,
3: <laughs> No, I didn't say that. Yeah, that's uh, oh, wait, but that's
1: Nowadays, you might not be able to find that technology. That's <laughs> true. Uh, now, true. Watergate salad. Well, remember what well, he said, Watergate, right? right. Watergate happened in 74. But when did Watergate salad get invented? You good had Watergate good salad? question. Did <laughs> we this have it delicious before Delicious pineapples and marshmallows yeah. and, yeah. Some pistachio, <laughs> and some pistachio and some other things. I love Watergate salad. Yeah. I wonder what Thomas they you ever it. had Watergate salad? I've never
3: had Watergate salad. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> no, I haven't. Wow. Well, uh.
1: I mean... I don't think it has any to do with the Watergate thing, I but guess it's pretty nice. funny. I mean, that's what I thought about. And of course, I'm hungry, yeah. I'm hungry right now. That's what it is. <laughs> when funny. you're hungry now, now any, any word you hear, you make it a food. Make it a food. <laughs> what do Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and one final thing, Carrie, the movie Carrie, mm-hmm. Stephen King. Yep. My, my daughter's name is Caroline, but guess what we call her? Car- ah, Carrie. Carrie, that's and, true. And, and she's not the biggest fan of things that involve her. Now, there's one singer who sings a song that features her real name. Sweet who? Uh, Caroline? Yeah, Caroline. Neil Diamond. Neil and Diamond. So she yeah, yeah. absolutely hates that song because every time we hear it as a family or whatever, when yeah. we're at a big family event, even like a bunch of her friends, like 40 or 50 people. When we hear that, everyone turns to her when they say <laughs> Caroline. <laughs> and she's uh, kind of, she doesn't like that. So it's pretty yeah, funny. But she doesn't funny. like the horror movie uh, one, though. She's nicer than that. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Yeah. First of all. We've got a very good website that's been developed called retirementhelpcenter.com. Mm, well, yes. you want to tell folks about retirementhelpcenter.com. Can it help
3: people? planning for retirement? (laughs) Believe it or not, it is well-branded in that it can help you prepare for retirement. I'm actually really, really proud of the content that we have on this site. What we have is a series of videos, folks, that is going to be released every two weeks uh, in perpetuity at this point. We have a couple of hundred videos planned right now. We have about five or six on the site. More will be coming out soon. Uh, But these are topics directly related to retirement planning in short form, easy to access. We've got motion graphics, a host. You'll see interviews with Coach Pete DeRuta on there, as well as other advisors here at Capital Finance. Financial, uh, Marty Hensley, Parker Holland, Greg and all in the videos as well. Again, RetirementHelpCenter.com, freely available. Yeah, it's a really good site,
1: too. It really helps you out. And like you said, we've got more than one advisor than me. Yes. And so,
3: Coach goes back and Uh-oh. You cannot be serious. Oh, cannot be serious. <laughs> be
1: serious. <laughs> now, we... We, we we run John Magnerow when Coach has something to say. It's, it's not pleasant bracing sometimes. bracing for it. And this is more of an industry one, but we talk about my. We we are investment advisors, we're fiduciaries here, and because of that, we have to file a form each year called ADV Part Two, and it's available for anyone who wants to see it or request it. That's right. It basically, tells you what we do and how we do it, and uh, if we're trying to pull anything, we have to we have to disclose mm-hmm. everything there. And so, what I always have done, as my, even when I started my firm it was just me. I was always helping other advisors plan for getting the word out and helping them with their radio shows and everything. So I do a mm-hmm. lot of radio consulting. So on the ADV part two, if you if you get a copy of ours for Capital Financial Advisory Group, you'll see that I spend a lot of time doing research for the shows. Mm-hmm. I'm educating myself constantly. I'm interviewing industry experts all the time. And then we bring the good content on the show, but I'm constantly learning about what's going on in the financial world. In the meantime, Parker, Marty, Greg Berrien, Leanne, DiMartino, they are all behind the scenes. Now, Parker and Marty are investment advisors. 100% of the time, they're spending with clients like you, uh, people that are listening on the radio like you and putting together plans for you. They consult with me on every case to make mm-hmm. sure it fits what we're talking about. But they do the majority of the the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. And so there is an advisor out there who's making fun of me saying that I don't, because I'm my ADV, I say I don't spend 100% of the time working with folks to, to put together their plan. No, I'm more big picture. I'm spending a, I'm spending 70% of my time or so out there researching and finding new uh, new financial topics to talk about and learning if they're good or not. Oh, yeah. So just because it doesn't look like I'm 100% of the time oh, yeah. sitting down at a table and going over your plan with you doesn't mean I'm not not spending more than 100% sure. of my time researching the financial world. Mm, that's so true. that that's horrible that somebody's using that. And that's, you know, you start know. talking junk about people. I never, I try never to talk bad about anybody. We, we do feature brokers behaving badly because you need to know if someone is stealing money. You right? do. Right? Like so that's what we do. But but to, to, to use the fact that I'm not 100% of the time, if I was 100% of the time sitting down educating people, putting plans together, I wouldn't be able to even do the radio show. Right, so That's, right. So, of so yeah. that's what I want you to understand. There are unscrupulous advisors in, out there in the industry, many of them taking pot shots at me because I'm not meeting with people 100% of the time, but that doesn't mean I'm not 100% of the time engulfed in the financial world. That's mm-hmm. right. I want you to know that.
3: That's right. It's very true, and anybody who walks into our office will know uh, one of our favorite lines is, Coach, do you ever sleep? Because there's always <laughs> either <laughs> an article that we need to read that's come in at 2 in the morning when he's <laughs> researching That's one well, of your go times. It's not
1: like I'm on the golf golf course every day. I it's don't even true. play golf. So uh, I play
3: in every now and then
1: I'm invited to a pro-am tournament like once every two or three years. <laughs> yeah. And that's when my clubs come out. I don't even go out and practice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's me. And I just want you to know, I care about every single one of our clients. And I do the research for every single one of the clients behind the scenes to make sure the plans that have been put together by my team do make sense. Right. And I, that's very important to me because it really does make me angry when someone tries to use the fact that I'm being honest on my ADV saying that I am constantly
3: researching and working with
1: other folks on radio and using that against me. That's, that's unfair. And they don't know okay. anyway.
3: I agree. I agree. Once again, transparency is key. So if you want to work with a group of transparent advisors to get your own total retirement plan in place, call us right now. 800-661-7383. 800-661-7383. You can also text keyword plan to 600 Plan uh, to 600
1: So folks, it's been a very fast moving show. Dave Perkins, I'd like to appreciate you for your time. Love it. Thomas, I appreciate you. And folks, by the way, you can always find us online at financialsafari.com. We'll see you next week.
2: Coach P Ray.